What's up, Slow Drip listeners? This is your host, Zach. And Matt. And we have an exciting announcement. CisternaCoffeeCo.com is officially up and running. We are live. And everything is in stock. Uh, We've got our mugs ready to ship. Right in time for Christmas. Today's date is December the 7th. Um, So everything is ready for you to go. Um, Bolivian coffee's in stock. Thai coffee's in stock. Everything's freshly roasted. Coffee mugs, decals. Uh, This has been a long time coming. The site is beautiful and uh, ready to go. So... Wherever you're joining us on the Slow Drip journey, whether it's episode one or the end of the season, take a minute and go check out our new website and store and uh, pick up some coffee just in time for the holidays. Did you hit the record button? Yeah, we've been recording for... Four minutes and 58 seconds. See, I always want to make sure because then it's like the the B-roll is like leading into the, the podcast and it's like, Jim thinks I look like a communist? A hundred percent. Welcome back to an episode of A Fresh Episode. I like that. A fresh episode. A fresh episode. Welcome back to a fresh episode of The Slow Drip. We're going to talk about some stuff today. We are. But the first thing we're going to talk about is the coffee that we're drinking. And it is a Peruvian... It's from Wonder State Coffee. The Peruvian Estrella Divina. That's right. Mm-hmm. White raspberry and Chardonnay. Pretty good. It's a little bitter for my taste. But really? Like tart bitter or like bitter coffee bitter? No, bitter coffee bitter. Mm. Well, I that might be in part because I have the wrong filter for the Chemex, which... Thanks a lot. If you listen to our last episode, we had talked a lot about variable control, and then I came ill-prepared with the wrong filters. You know one thing we did not talk about on the last one mm. was... Cold brew. No, you're right. We didn't. And like, I feel like that's a staple. It has become a staple. I don't know. I don't, the way that I feel about cold brew though, is that, uh, well, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't think I feel good about cold brew. Well, Amanda, Amanda takes a protein shake Mm -hmm. because she doesn't like black coffee. She drinks she, I don't know. She's weird. She drinks black coffee with lemon. Okay. Which I, I don't... I've had it with like a slice of lemon peel before. Yeah. Well, she just squeezes a lemon in her That's coffee. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. She's weird. But she drinks cold brew. And mm-hmm. if she doesn't put lemon in it, she takes a uh, like a pre-made... Um, protein powder. Pr- a protein shake. Okay. Like a refrigerated protein shake. And she pours it in there. And she uses essentially uses that as her like morning like coffee creamer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, she's been asking me to make her some, which we talked a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I may be putting, I'm making some coffee out of like our Thai right. or our Bolivian coffee, making it, and then 
sticking it up in the refrigerator for her. Cause she, I don't know, she drinks some trash. Yeah, I think I think the Thai coffee really is a good one for cold brew. And if we're going to just talk about it briefly, you know, cold brew, the whole idea of basically you're just adding the grounds to cold water, letting it like steep overnight. And, and it can get pretty complex when you look at like cold brew, drip cold brew that I've seen guys that have like the towers in the fridge. And so it drips like a, a drip at a, a drop of water at a time over it. Now, I think the principle behind it is that it's far less acidic um, in, in a cold brewing process. Is it though? That's what they say, you know. But if I'm going to have coffee, like I prefer hot coffee even on the hottest day. Like I'd rather have a hot cup of coffee than than not. Or if I'm going to have cold coffee, it will be like... Because it got cold. Yeah, or or pour over coffee that I made and put in the refrigerator for later. I just don't like the... Every time I've tried to do cold brew on my own, it ends up kind of like that French press, muddy yeah, uh, feel. And I just don't like that. So... I don't know. That's her. I will tell you. So... I make coffee at home most days. Um, but I don't make enough to, like I was making enough to where I'd burn through a bag of coffee like every four or five days. Mm-hmm. And now, like I can make a bag, not because I want to, but just because of how it happens. Um, like I meet, I meet with our team, with our you know, a couple of people that work for me up at Starbucks and we work up there for, it's bad when you go to your local Starbucks and they're like, Hey Zach, want to, you want an Americano? I'm like, I gotta leave. It's really bad when you pull into the drive through and they're like, good morning, Zach. Would you like mm-hmm. an Americano? I'm like, ah, I gotta go back home actually. But that's what they're trying to do. Like their, their management is like, make sure you get to know the right. That's why they ask for your name. On the I, cup, I guess. I mean, because well, most, not even a guess. You're right. Most, you, you most are people right. are like. I'm almost to the point where I could almost go behind the counter and make my own coffee. Mm-hmm. Well, the only thing at Starbucks that I will that I like to order is the Pike's Place, just regular, which is drip. Mm-hmm. But I get a I get their blonde. I, usually, I get an americano, but I get their blonde espresso. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's it's okay. I mean, it's not the best coffee in the world, but it is I not, like it better yeah. than their regular espresso. Right. I, I don't know. I get that, but but yeah. So I have on hand several pounds of coffee. That's not cisterna coffee. Mm-hmm. That's why I brought the Wonder State today because I'm like, you're just I, not going through it. I have too much, right? Well, I'm on the other side. I'm like, we had the same weekly coffee subscription. I had and, to pause mine. And I'm like, I'm adding an order. Like, if I need like the, the fifth bag a month to come in to, to like bridge the gap for me. Well, not know. as much now that like I've started drinking tea in the <clears> afternoons. <throat> but when it was like one large cup of coffee in the morning and then one in the afternoon, like, I was going through it pretty quick. 
Uh, one I do miss is Irving Farm. Mm-hmm. Of of the co- the coffee subscription that I'm on, that has been my favorite. Yeah. Yes. And actually, I don't even think it's one that came in my subscription. I think you gave me that back. I did. I did. And that was, God, so good. Do you remember which one it was? Because I need to order it. Uh, if I look, I'll remember. My right. sister texted me the other day. She was like, what kind of coffee would you suggest? And I was like, mm, Irving, let me tell you. Irving Farm. Yep. I don't remember which one, so just mm. order them all. And <laughs> yeah, and the ones you don't like, just send to me. <laughs> Piece of cake. I wonder what she ordered. Hmm. Well, this Wonder State, I brought a Wonder State Peruvian as well. This one is brighter than the one that I brought. The one that I brought is a different farm, um, and it has more fudgy notes, more cocoa notes. This is brighter. This one or your other? This one. The one that we're drinking is more citrusy. I don't know if I would say white raspberry or Chardonnay. Um, I don't know. It's pretty pretty dry. Yeah. So, I mean, Chardonnay's not too far off, I don't think. I guess I think of, like, buttery mouthfeel when I think of a Chardonnay. It is definitely buttery, though. Mm-hmm. At least I think it is. Well, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. I didn't think about that. but Maybe that's why they, they put that tasting note on there. Hmm. I do like this better than the metric that I brought, though. Right. Which is more Central American and not... This is South American. Where's metric from? The one that you brought is Guatemalan. Is it? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. For I guess for we probably should explain. Like so we when we record a podcast, we get together and we we record a few. So the last in the the last episode that we record when we're together usually is the most high strung because (laughs) we're just we're six or seven cups deep on coffee and yes. So but what we do is we we record. But we bring a different coffee for each episode. And so like today is, what is today? The third, 12th? Yeah, it's a Thursday. So Thursday sometime in May. I don't know. Whatever day falls Thursday around the 11th or 12th. Mm-hmm. But we've, rec- this is the second podcast we recorded today, or second episode we've recorded today. And we'll probably record one or two more. Right. Um, But like, we have four bags of coffee with us today. Yeah. Do you hear that piano? I do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Remember. <laughs> you cannot zone out like ambient background noise. The last time we were here recording in Dublin. The people mowing the grass for an hour and there's no grass outside. Right. It's a parking lot. It's a zero escape that they were just running the mower on. We have to We got to justify this cost somehow. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, yeah, when we were rebooting the podcast, we wanted to, to hold that um, intro of talking about and, and doing tasting notes for uh, a, a different variety of coffee every time we get together. And since you and I live two hours apart, so we get together once a week to record three, four episodes at a time, you're absolutely right. By the end, we are very caffeinated, so... If you're listening to an episode and you go, man, these guys are talking really, really fast. That's, that's why. why. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that's probably also why we sign off by just saying, let's take a break. Let's take a break. So last, 
so we we just recorded we went and ate lunch and we came obviously we're back now but we recorded and we left off cold brew because we both had to pee so bad so i was like is that the last one and you were like yes yep, it is. let's go it is right now <laughs> time for a break um and now we're back um where, and- do, you, where do you rank cold brew just for yeah, on r- a, rounding rounding everything out on a tiers list. I I would say a C. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's not just because you don't do it as much, or yeah, and I don't really enjoy it. Like it is like like you were talking about in the last episode, like the the coffee grounds, the dregs that get in the cup and end up you know in your mouth that you don't really like that. Well, I think that like French press and cold brew in my mind both lend to kind of have like a muddier mouthfeel mm-hmm. like not clean bright crisp but like it kind of feels like you've eaten chocolate pudding and there's something left on your tongue after you drink it and i just don't like that but i think there's a place for like nitro cold brew now i do like some good nitro cold brew but that's like now we're getting into ways to prepare coffee versus like ways to make coffee sure and um and so i think that nitro can do that but i've never been one that's like it's a really hot summer's day i think i'll have a nice coffee that just isn't if it's a hot summer's day and i want a cup of coffee it's going to be a cup of hot coffee if you drink coffee at night does it keep you up um it used to not it it doesn't now though um or it does now I wouldn't, or is it because you switched to tea? Yeah, well, so like I drink, I try to drink more green tea just for the health benefits. Um, and then some green teas have lower caffeine than than coffee. Some don't. Um, yeah. Some are as high in caffeine. Uh, so like I do drink more tea in the afternoon, and I didn't switch because it was keeping me up. I'm usually one of those guys that's like. I can go all day long and then when it's it's time to go to bed, like when my head is the pillow, I'm usually lights out pretty quick. But um, so it doesn't keep me up in that regard. But if I drink coffee late at night and then I wake up in the middle of the night, then my mind starts mm-hmm. racing again. Um, and I listen to, and this is, we can get into it, you know, in another episode. Um, but I did listen to a really good uh, podcast about, coffee and caffeine in particular and talking about like the half-life of caffeine and so if you consume like 400 milligrams in four hours it'll be 200 milligrams and then in another four hours so really it is one of those things that if you think about it like if you have coffee at noon like we're doing now the caffeine will still be at work in your body this evening mm-hmm. and the way that caffeine works too is it doesn't like wake you up. It just blocks your brain receptors that recognize when you're tired. tired right. right. So you're still tired. You're just, your which brain is the opposite of what people think it does. Right. And it's really not great. So, uh, but that's a good question. You know, I just, I think really more now, if I have coffee late in the afternoon, which I will still do sometimes. Uh, it ends up, if I wake up in the middle of the night, like, oh yeah, caffeine's still working. And now that my mind's awake, 
I'm going to, I need to go do something. <laughs> Can't go back to sleep. So, which is not ever really helpful. So usually mine's heartburn. Mm. I can go to bed and then I wake up a few hours later and my esophagus is just like, nope, not today. We're not doing it. We're not going to go to sleep. Yep. That would be terrible. It's the worst. Yeah. You know, if you sleep on your left side, it reduces your heartburn. Do you know that? I did not. So the way your stomach is shaped, mm-hmm. if you lay on your on your left, the acid like kind of floats back and levels out in your stomach. And not like in the And bend. not in your esophagus or the right. whatever you want to call it. But if you lay on your right, it's, it's the exact opposite. Right. And I'm a side sleeper. Mm-hmm. I sleep on my left or my right, but never my back and never my stomach. But my left shoulder, it's like someone opened it up and poured a bunch of gravel in it. So it's like I have the shoulder of a 65-year-old man, and it's just absolute trash. Mm-hmm. So I cannot sleep on my left, but I also can't sleep on my right. <laughs> Because so you start sleeping on your back, help your spine. I'm gonna totally. start sleeping like a cow, standing up. That'll also work. Just so, pro- yeah. I'm gonna just prop myself up. Well, for, I'm gonna get leg braces for your birthday. I'll get you one of the old uh, space shuttle beds. We'll just mount it to the wall, and you velcro yourself in at night. <laughs> <laughs> there you be. Well, so let's get into the episode. Okay. This episode, we wanted to talk about uh, goals without expiration dates are meaningless. And this was something that you said to me. That's an, call. A, an incredibly direct way of saying it. Well, but is that... <clears throat> that I right? mean, it's exactly yeah. what we were wanting to talk about. Right. Um, and you first said that to me on a phone call. Um, and some what stuff... Were, that, what were we talking about? We were talking about Parlor. We were talking about a friend of yours that rang you up out of the blue and how surprised you were that he remembered all of these oh. benchmarks and goals that you had. Yeah, I remember that. That you had told him on a previous phone call like two years before. And he just reached out to check in and then was like, hey, yeah, how, how are these goals going? And you realized. Okay, so let me give you the backstory. Yeah. All right, so. <clears throat> So I've got this friend, um, his name's Austin. Matter of fact, when we were, when we were younger, um, he, he is really good friends with my best friend's brother. So Brody is my best friend. We've been friends since we were kids. And then we got really close after, uh, I guess around the time we were 15 or 16, and for a few years, we were inseparable. Well, his brother became a really good friend of mine as well. And indirectly, Austin also became a friend. Well, Austin was, I, I, he's a few years younger than I am. But we uh, we hung out several summers, did things together. It was actually kind of funny. He, Some people called him Austin. Some people called him Levi. Uh, and then there were a few of us that called him Slash because it was either 
Austin slash Levi. Oh. No, no one really knew what to call him. He just went by whatever you called him. I thought that he was a big Guns N' Roses fan. Nope. Okay. No, he's not. Gotcha. Um, so, so Austin, he's, he's a good dude. Um, he, he has this interesting way of like starting a conversation like you just finished a conversation. Mm -hmm. It would be like us starting our next conversation, but we just finished a conversation three minutes prior. Mm -hmm. Austin and I finished a conversation like two years ago. Yeah, two or three years ago. I haven't talked to him. Mm -hmm. And he just calls me up in the, like out of nowhere. It was like, hey man, I just wanted to run this by you, see what you thought. And I'm like, who is this? I don't even have this number. He's like, oh, it's, it's Austin, man. How are you? I was like, okay. Like, this is weird, but yeah. Okay, cool. So, and I talked to Brody about it. And Brody's like, dude, 100%, that's Austin. Yeah. That is. That is him. Well, when you shared the the story of him like calling you up out of the blue, new phone number, and like really going right into like, hey, the last time we talked, you talked about these goals. How are you doing? Like, when you he, told he, me that, I, I I thought, wow. I mean, I can't remember what I said. Well, and that's the thing. I didn't remember it either. So he called me, and and we were talking about work and. At that time, I was getting ready to hire somebody uh, to kind of help with, with our workload. Alex was working with me. We were, I don't know, three three or four years in at that point. Um, and I was looking to hire somebody else. And so we were, we were growing. Our revenue was growing. Um, obviously, our team was growing. Our workload was growing beyond the point of, you know, being able to handle things. So... We talked a little bit, and he's like, "So, so, you know, what's what's the next step? Like, uh, you know, what are your uh, indirectly? What are your goals?" Mm -hmm. He didn't say it exactly like that, but I was like, "You know, this is where I'd like to be in, you know, in the next year and a half. And I'd like to. These are my my benchmarks, and these are the KPIs that I'm following, and blah blah blah, and." I never thought another thing like I, I did, but it's not like I set like, uh, I, I didn't set an actual goal. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of a, Oh yeah, I'd like to be there. I would like to have X amount of dollars in recurring revenue a month. I would, ha I would like to have X amount of clients. I would like to have, you know, this, that, or the other. Um, I did not think another thing about it. Until probably three months ago, I guess. Mm -hmm. Austin called me again. He was like, "Hey, man, just checking in. How how's things going? Like, how's how's uh, man and Harper and blah blah blah." And I was like, "Good. We're doing good. Like, what's going on?" Because it was another one of those things. Like, we've not talked in a year and a half, two years, and right. He was like, "Well, did you did you hit your goal?" And I was like, "What?" Yeah. And so, like, um, he was just like, yeah, you, you told me that. And he reminded me and could just about tell me what my goal was, mm. word for word. And I was just like, no. No, I, I didn't hit it. I didn't renew it. I didn't hit it. I didn't set an actual goal. Right. So I didn't have a map to follow. But... <clears throat> 
I don't know. It was just kind of crazy. So I got to thinking and, and I was like, you know, if, if you, if you set a goal or if you have an idea that you, you know, want to set a goal like I did, well, what's the point in even having a goal if there's no expiration or no follow-up date, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So like, I mean, with everything that you have, there's, there's always some kind of end to right. it. And if you don't set an end to your goal to reach by a certain time or, you know, a certain KPI, whatever, then are you really following anything? Right. Well, when you brought it up, like I know that that whole conversation really resonated because you, you know, <clears throat> shared all of that with me on the phone and it was just like, man, what are we doing? And it got me to think more about, you know, what, what we're doing now and like, right at the beginning edge of Cisterna um, and getting the coffee company really off the ground. The whole purpose, the driven purpose behind it is to fund ministry, to fund international missions, humanitarian projects, and to also, through direct trade, uh, really try to engage with the lives of, you know, small-time coffee producers around the world as well uh and i'm really excited we're going to get to you're going to get to meet some of those coffee producers in bolivia i'm really stoked about that coming up real soon um but just in, in kind of following up from our conversation with with that of like okay you're right a goal without an expiration date really is meaningless um and and i think we're talking about a really broad subject so not like we have to be careful you know i think people set goals for a lot of different things whether for fitness reasons or you know health reasons or business reasons or or whatever but when you really kind of parse it out like the ones that are successful have uh kind of an end an end date of like by this time i want to be able to do this you know Mm -hmm. right by this time i want to be able to uh, have this skill or learn how to do this or, um, you know, it goes all the way back to the old pizza hut days where if I can read a hundred books and I get a free personal pan a, pizza. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, so that had like, you had a year of school to do that, right? I'm still trying to read those. Hundred I books. know. Um, but you like that, even that had a timeline. And, right. Yeah. And, um, and then, when you just kind of leave things open-ended and you go, well, I would like to be here. Well, when? In a year? Um, you know, and if you're not going to kind of hold yourself responsible or accountable to that, what are you doing? Yeah. There was a super, this, what I'm about to say is extremely cliche. And it will probably, like, I don't know. I would not listen to us anymore if I heard this, but... Well, now you have to say it. <laughs> and then everyone will turn the radio off. Please don't leave because of what I'm about to say. But <clears throat> um, I don't remember what I, where I heard it. It was just a few days ago. I, th- I was, maybe I was listening to a podcast. I was weeding, maybe. But it was uh, the difference in a goal and a dream is a plan. Mm-hmm. Like you can, I mean, everybody dreams of, oh, I would, I'd love to lose 50 pounds or I'd love to, 
you know, be in this career. I'd love to. Well, what's your plan to get there? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was my brother. That's exactly who it was. It wasn't a podcast. I was talking to my brother. <laughs> so I'm going to throw him under the bus. <laughs> so you guys can continue to listen as I as I sabotage my relationship with my brother. He was telling me, and he's got some. He's got some like really great goals, right? Um, so my brother's a lineman, um, and uh, he's got he's got two boys um, and another one on the way. Um, like he he has always stated, like I I want to be the guy who drives the rusted out beat up truck that could buy your Mercedes but doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. Like that's what his goal is. He said, "I want to leave a legacy for my kids mm-hmm. without them knowing." Nice. So if they if they hear this, Jack and and Miles, your dad is a bum. He's not actually doing anything, but, uh, and, and you should stop listening now, but no, um, but that he was the one that told me that he said the the difference in a dream and a goal is a plan. Mm-hmm. It's like you have a dream to lose 50 pounds. What's your plan? Right. How many times a week are you going to go to the gym? Mm-hmm. What kind of food are you going to cook at home? You know, you have a financial goal. I want to be out of debt. Great. When? Yeah. How much can you devote to it? Right. What are you going to do to get there? Yeah. How many people do you have on your team, like, cheering you on to right. to do it? Um. So, I mean, he's not wrong. It is extremely cliche, and it's about as basic white woman as you can get. It's right up there with live, laugh, love. But he's not wrong. Right. Right. So it's, like, what what's the plan? So, like, our... What is our plan? Mm-hmm. Like, what is our goal? Well, this is kind of the rubber meets the road moment. Like, moving forward with the slow drip and with Cisterna, like, where are we going? Right? Um, I don't know. The big the big dream. So, we'll, we'll break it down like that. Like, the big dream is that we're able to uh, directly source coffee and do direct trade with... Uh, coffee producers around the world where we're able to build relationships, go back, see, you know, see them continue to develop their craft as producers, growers of coffee, you know, understand the the challenges that they have in whatever part of the world they're in, you know, get to know the families mm-hmm. that are behind the coffee. Um, that's a dream, but it's also like materializing into a goal um we're, we're we're figuring out some of the steps as we go um but at the same time like we're all, we're putting putting some things together and, and one of the big first things i think is this new trip to bolivia coming up where you're going to get to start meeting some of those families you know i was there this time last year and um got to see some of these small farms that some of the like the micro lot coffee that we're importing right now from Bolivia is basically a collective of growers that are all in this kind of swath of rainforest in the Andean foothills and some of them may only have nine ten plants and uh, you know then our our broker our friend Francisco, 
gets all of them together and then we you know purchase it and we're able to to purchase it at a a price point that's much higher than what they would get in the local market so we're able to really kind of help them out it's it's kind of a you scratch my back i scratch yours a little Cause, bit yeah because we get it at a at a decent price i mean mm-hmm. we have to cover import costs and right. and getting over here and that's not cheap but and, and almost not worth the headache because um, i mean it is a significant headache trying to import coffee from mm-hmm. different parts of the world and everybody's got their own set of rules that they want to follow but but you know like we get it at a good price either comparable to what we would get in fair trade mm-hmm. or better but they're making significantly more we get to establish a direct relationship with Correct. with that family with those farmers um and like it is cutting out distribution costs yep it's cutting out marketing it's cutting out warehouse it's cutting out all kinds of different stuff that they they don't have to incur any of that right so i think to to make that more of a concrete goal i would say you know by this time next year i think that we're going to be in a place where this first consignment of coffee from bolivia we've figured it out we've figured out where the pinch points are we figured out um, what the the biggest challenges are, we're able to streamline that, and then, um, we'll say the goal for next year is to be able to double our our import of coffee. Like right now, we're working with Francisco, and we're working with these small growers, and we've got 500 kilos that we're trying to import right now. Mm. Um. Hopefully it'll come in before we go down to Bolivia. Um, but if we can work all of that out, then I think this time next year, the pilot project will be successful and we'll be able to do twice as much, right? So that's... So we leave for Bolivia in two weeks. Roughly, yeah. Well, two and a half. Two and a half. So we... I don't think it'll be here before. Yeah. That, not. that might be a little lofty, but <clears throat> I'm not holding my breath. Um, but either way, like getting all the details figured out for it. Um, and really the but, bigger, bigger, but thing our is, next import will be significantly easier considering mm-hmm. we've, we've kind of forged all the relationships we need to with. Well, and this is a lot different that, than our Thai coffee too. Right. That was, that was a, a single thousand kilo consignment. And we worked with, a shipping company that did uh, export agency, shipping, import agency, customs broking, and also uh, less than load shipment to our facility in middle Georgia. So, like, they were a full soup to nuts firm to handle all of it. And what we're doing now is working more. We're kind of taking over some of that ourselves. Yeah, Yeah. we're, we're taking on some of that to to make this work. We've talked about it, and so part of our is where we're kind of putting some tent stakes down and talking about goals for what we're doing with Cisterna. We can also say with Beehive, or with Beehive, but also I was going to say uh, Slow Drip, you know, while we're in Bolivia, here's a, a very realistic goal is 
we're going to be recording a lot of podcasts while we're down there. And we're going to bring, you know, a, a deep dive, probably five episodes, five or six episodes, and talk through the whole process from farm to cup and mm-hmm. really highlight the different things that we're doing to make this an actuality to bring you coffee from Bolivia or Thailand or, you know, hopefully one day Vietnam or Kenya or Haiti. Like those are, those are coffee producing countries on the radar for us right now um, where we have relationships with uh, different ministries and and humanitarian efforts. And, um, and so that's something that we really want to kind of expand out in the future. I've heard coffee from Yemen is really good. Yes. So, but but extremely difficult to obtain. (laughs) And right now, it definitely is. Yeah. Which is probably why it's so good. It's Mm -hmm. like the forbidden fruit. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, the the ongoing conflict in Yemen is, you know, one of those things that, yeah, you can't get away from. But, but like Yemeni coffee is, I mean, it's kind of that. It's the other side of, um, like the Red Sea from Ethiopia, and um, which is sort of the the fabled birthplace of coffee is in Ethiopia, and so uh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. That's where it kind of all got started, and, and now it's everywhere. Now it's everywhere. Yeah, um, but yes, like Yemeni coffee is definitely. Uh, it's a good thing, but incredibly hard to come by. So how how many episodes do we have? To this to date, we do not have any that have been released. That's true. But we're pre-recording, mm-hmm. and this is not for you. This is for the people listening. We're pre-recording so that we can release all kind of timeline, but also have a backlog. Mm-hmm. So... To set a concrete goal, mm. what is our release date for episode one? Because we've not really hammered that. Like, we've not really said, this is the date. We have, mm-hmm. counting this episode, we have... Six. Eight. 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 Right. In the reboot. Because you've, well, you've got three from... Abroad, right? Yeah. Yeah. So... Hey, so next time we record, chances are we'll be in, Boli- in, Bolivia. in Bolivia, and we'll have a. So, so what is our? So, so what is our buffer? What is our ideal buffer? Buffer in our initial release date. Well, that's a good question, and if we're, we'll just kind of. <clears throat> Is that something we talk about on here? Because if not, we can cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about it, and if we need to cut it out, we can. Um, I, I've always kind of been a big proponent when we started looking at doing a podcast. Like when when we first talked about it and started the slow drip almost two years ago, like I was almost hesitant to start Why? podcasting. Well, for several reasons. One... Um, at the time, it, to me personally, it felt um, not campy, but like we've said before, like 
anybody with an iPhone and yep. you know a, a USB plug-in roadie mic can have a podcast, right? And so it's like all, it, it felt then like an oversaturated market. It still is. And, and it is in some ways, um, which I'm sorry if I'm talking you out of listening to a podcast while you're listening to one, but just bear with me for a minute. Um, so we got this great suggestion uh, from a friend. Hey, you guys could should consider starting a podcast and be a good platform to talk about missions, Christian culture, and coffee. And even though it was a good idea starting out, I thought... I don't know if I want to embrace this. Now, moving forward, like I, podcast day is probably one of my most favorite days every other week. Um, and when we're not recording, like I'm thinking through things and, and figuring out and making show notes. And there's a whole, like we have 40 plus planned episodes coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just talked about another series that we want to do in the near future that we'll probably record in Bolivia. Um, and I just I've begun to embrace it more and more as a, a a platform for us to share our hearts for missions, but also Christian culture, what's going on in the the modern evangelical world. Um, how do we just like not distill it down or even make too many broad brushstrokes, but just be able to kind of talk about it in an analytical and open way, uh, the good and the bad. Um, but starting out, I was like oversaturated market really don't want to get into it second hesitation was i have had several friends in the past start similar style podcasts um and then not have them you know last more than eight or nine episodes and so going into it i thought to myself if we start this i don't want to be that guy right yep well Guess what? I ended up being that guy, you know. Um, If you listen to kind of our season one before the reboot, uh, and then you got ghosted by us by about 18 months, we apologize, but we're back. Yeah. Um, Those those episodes are gone. (laughs) (laughs) Those of you who were lucky enough to hear those. Yeah. Um, But that was the other thing. It was like, I don't ever want to be that. (laughs) Like, I don't want to say, yeah. Sorry. we've got this podcast and we talk about this and it's great and then it not go anywhere or it run out of steam and you know I had one friend in particular that he's launched and stopped two different podcasts after about eight or nine episodes and so there's a big hesitation for me who is it call him out I'm not gonna call I'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the sad part is if he's listening he probably knows who I'm talking who he is but I'm not going to call him out on the on the air, or do, uh, or does he? Maybe not. He's vain for even thinking mm-hmm. it's him. Wow, you know, that reminds me of the Latin phrase "ski ipse," know thyself, right? <laughs> uh, so, so I didn't want to do that. So, but but you say in this now, it's like all right. Well, but I mean, and and in all honesty, we stand in a place where we could fall either way. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, we have eight, ten episodes. I mean, we we have plans for 50 or 60 episodes, right. and we have a backlog that we've already recorded mm-hmm. now. But who's to say we don't fall off the wagon halfway through? So here, here's, 
if we're going to do this in real time, here's where I would where I would say it's up to you because you're you're doing the post production. Um, oh, thanks a lot. Thanks for putting that on me. No, sorry. Corbin's doing the post production. So there we go. If there's any any errors in the editing, we're going to put all of it on Corbin. Um, what a dweeb. Yeah, poor guy. Uh, no. So it, it's kind of really up to when we start getting these out of post-production and lined up. But whenever that is, and I would like, I'd like for us to be able to drop episode one the Thursday before Pr- we leave. Prior to, Before yeah. we leave for Bolivia. We fly out on June 1st. And so that's two weeks from today, right? That The first is? No. It's three weeks from yesterday. So the first is two weeks from today. No. The Thursday before is two yes, weeks yeah. from today. Yeah. Okay, it's so Thursday. So essentially two weeks from today. From Two weeks from today, which by the time you're listening to this, hopefully you will have already heard that episode, which will launch. And several, by the time you hear this episode, it'll be well into July or August. Correct. And we'll have returned from Bolivia, but we're talking about going. It's, like, ma- it's like the Marvel multiverse at this point. What if we... <laughs> wall break inside a wall break. Right. What? What if we don't return from Bolivia? We just get stuck in quarantine and just we just keep cranking out podcasts from the hotel in but Bolivia. But never release them. Why would we not release them? I don't know. Inadequate internet? Oh no, we'll be fine. What if we don't leave? But it's not because we got captured or stuck there. But it's because we had cheese empanadas and like we just ate our weight, and then we're like, no, sir, you can't get on the plane. You, you cannot leave the country. Is this a real concern of yours? <laughs> I mean... When I told you cheese empanadas, your eyes lit up. Yeah, I've not stopped thinking about them. Yeah, I know. Uh, Since you told me we were going to Bolivia... Right. I've been thinking about the food. It's fantastic. When I was in Turkey, when, they first, when we were first deciding to go to Turkey, I was concerned about the food. Because, I don't know, it's different. But I got over there and I was like, I don't want to go back to America. Yeah. Listen, the Turks know how to eat, son. When you told me about the one dish where they just poured like molten oh butter. Oh my all gosh, over I, st- I think about that. Oh man, it was so good. Yeah. Well, we like, will go back there to yes. that restaurant. I will talk to that man. Mm-hmm. I will sit at that same table. Done. I'm there. I'm in. Um, Ishkinder kebab. It was so good. Well, and, and the food in Bolivia is fantastic too. And it's like, so Santa Cruz is like the bread basket area of Bolivia. So it's like in the the foothills of the Andes, but towards the like basin for the Amazon. Um, and so it's kind of the, the that whole plain. So tons of ranching, like incredible, incredible beef. Uh, we're, we're already... Mm have been invited to several barbecues from different coffee growers that I know. So, have we really? Yeah. Dope. So, surprise. <laughs> I was waiting to, to share that with you. But yeah, we, uh, we're going to full-on Bolivian barbecue. It's going to be really, really good. I'm so stoked. Um, so, so yeah. So back to goals with a timeline. If we can release episode one reboot in two weeks... And then have the others scheduled to release while we're in Bolivia. 
Because like I said... Which that'll only be two episodes. Yeah, and we can schedule all of that out. But like I had said, like one of my hesitations in starting podcasting was um, like... Missing the mark. Yeah, and yeah. Not, not being the guy that's like, oh, we got to take a week off because this... Or like I want to be able to release at like 10 o'clock on a Thursday morning every week. Like you, so that if anyone's <coughs> subscribing, they know. This is when it's coming out. You know you said that, and we both did that at the same time. What? We're not going to, like, we, we both said we're not going to take a break. Like, we're we're not going to get in the habit of, like, mm-hmm. making this, like, put this on the back burner. But right, that was the same week that the whole ordeal happened at the beach. Right. Yep. Which that's a whole other topic for... And that might come up one day. I'm not quite ready to unpack everything. I don't know legally that you can say anything yet. (laughs) Yeah, not yet. And then Amanda's grandmother died, and we had to go to California. Mm -hmm. And I got absolutely nothing done while I was there. We had planned to record record remotely. Right. Which but again, if you're couldn't. listening, this this is why we we stack up and record three episodes at a time. Um, it's not easy to to do that because it's essentially like preaching three different sermons: one from the Old Testament, one from the New Testament, and one from the Book of the Maccabees, back to back to back, and remembering what you said in the previous episode without repeating it, and not forgetting what you're trying to talk about at the moment at the same time. Hmm. So. We do do that so that we do have a backlog so that if something does happen, we don't miss a week. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, things do happen. Um, one of my recent favorite podcasts, they got behind on production because a lot of stuff kept coming out. It was a, a hot current event topic. And so, you know, they had to come out and say, hey, we missed last week, but this is why. And here we are. Um and so I think we get maybe one or two mulligans a year. Um, but once we, we release, like the end of May, like I want us to crank out like 50 episodes in that from May to May, right? We can take two weeks off for Christmas and New Year's. But, but no other time. Right. You don't get a vacation. Never. No vacation. Well, like Jesus said in Scripture... <clears throat> I go to prepare a place for you in the future, right? He didn't say, I have prepared a place and now I'm retired. Like, he's constantly at work. He's constantly at work in our lives. So we're, we need to have that mindset of constantly being at work ourselves. Jesus is also not recording a podcast, though. But it would be amazing if he did. Dude, I would listen. Of course you would. I would listen to yeah. that podcast every day. It's called The Bible, Zach, and you can. Oh, my gosh. I walked right into it. I know. I'm sorry. So anyway, <laughs> since you asked, that's that's what I would love to see uh, timeline wise. Um, and so that's a I think that's a, a okay. So Thursday goal. before we leave, yep, episode one mm-hmm. or pilot, yes, episode zero, and then the others will get pushed out while we're abroad. Yeah, and we're going to record at least ten episodes while we're abroad because. We have to sit in quarantine for three days before we can do anything. No, 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 no. You do. Yes. <laughs> Correct. I have to sit in quarantine for three days before we do anything. Um, but 
I plan to go out any empanadas while you're stuck in the. Okay. I was planning on that too because they're <laughs> on the backside of the Plaza de Armas across from our hotel is the most amazing shaved meat street food vendor. I'm in. Yes. Well, you're gonna have to bring me some every night. No, you had me at shaved meat. Yeah, I know. But, uh, and then, so you go from there and you go around the corner and you're going to see my friend who is an Egyptian man who lives in Santa Cruz, Bolivia. He sells sodas out of his little street food vendor place and cold drinks. He's also a purveyor in mummified cats. Interesting. And he offered... I know who I'm sending one of them to. Yeah, and he offered to come to the States to be my private masseuse if I would bring him. <laughs> this is a jack-of-all-trades kind of guy. Um, but yeah, so I'll draw you a map. Go get the shaved meat from the street vendor. Shaved meat, some soda, a yep. cat, quick massage, in, yep. out, done. Yep. And bring me back the mummified cat. I was telling that story to someone yesterday, and they didn't believe me. They were like, you're making this up, right? At this point, I don't... You could tell me the, mo- the most outlandish thing I've ever heard, and I would probably believe it. Well, you've... Yeah, because you've kind of... You've hung around me long enough to know, like... The things that I make up are pretty bland, and the things that have really happened in my life are like, no one would have ever thought of that. <laughs> Which is right the opposite of what you would expect. Correct. So... Well, this episode... We're 58 minutes in. Well, I mean, I don't know if we're actually 58 minutes in, but you're 46. My recording says 58. Well, are you feeling like it's time for a break? Well, not without rounding it out. All right. Because we've talked about a lot. We need to kind of put a bow on this whole... I mean, we've... Yeah, we... So so we talked about goals. Right. Without expirations. Mm -hmm. And the... The cliche of them not really being goals until you have set some kind of an expiration date. Mm-hmm. So we've set... We've set some small goals and some big goals in the conversation. Big goal... L- loosely, loosely based, though. Yeah, but... So the big goal, we figure out this pilot import of coffee, <clears throat> and this time next year, we double that for Cisterna. What's um, our goal for the Thai coffee again? Um, because eventually that's going to, I mean. Yeah, we're we're just over half the consignment. We're about 500 kilos remaining on that. So it's about time to start thinking about the next one. Um, tentatively, I haven't even told Iris this yet. So uh, when she hears this, she's like, wait, what? But tentatively, the plan is to go to Thailand and other places in Southeast Asia, February of 2023. So travel schedule coming up, Bolivia this June, then you and I will go back to Kenya in November, and then... You know, I feel really bad, but I didn't tell Amanda that I was going to Bolivia until after I bought the ticket. I was like, oh, and by the way, I'm leaving for Bolivia in three weeks. She was like, um, okay. (laughs) She was like, yes. (laughs) Thank God. How long are you gone? <laughs> Just 10 days. 10, 10 days? Sure you can't stay more? Yeah. You sure, you sure you don't need to be gone longer? Yeah. No. She didn't say that. My poor wife. 
she's amazing. But yeah, she puts up with a lot though. She is a saint. Yeah. Well, I haven't yet told Iris that we're planning to go to Southeast Asia in 2023. Well, you haven't told me either. I just did. I mean, up until now. Right. Well, now you know. Are we going to Kenya in November? We are. Yes. So. Hashtag goals. Yes. Hash. <laughs> you almost had me do it. Yeah. Kenya this November. Hashtag goals with expiration dates. Mm-hmm. November. February. Well, before we, before we, we tie the bow up. You said one other thing, um, which was just talking about, you know, you were kind of talking through your your friend Austin's conversation and and talking about benchmarks. And so, I mean, that's one thing we really didn't talk that much about. But from a, a broader perspective, if we're talking just about goals for a minute, you know, how important benchmarks are to kind of keep you on track. And it's really just more, you know, personal accountability. But like if you, you set a fitness goal... You say, look, I really need to lose 30 pounds. Well, okay. In X amount of time, first benchmark will be 15 or whatever. Or I think the benchmark is more important than the end result mm-hmm. because some progress is better than zero. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So my goal to lose 50 pounds, which I desperately need to lose, People on this podcast are th- going to think that I weigh 400 pounds because, because I, all I talk about is food and, and I have used this analogy six times today. Mm-hmm. But I mean, but you're not 400 pounds. No. 380. But you'd like to get fit. <sighs> I'm not 380 either. No. I'm sitting at like, I don't know, 215. But I could like with my skeletal structure I could probably stand to lose down I got down to 170 I was running a lot I got Mm -hmm. down to 170 and I've not felt that great in a long time right and then I got married Mm. and I was just like oh man this food is so good comfortable yeah but well I do I and actually it's so so like like my goal to lose 50 pounds is great I would love to lose 50 pounds by this time next year yeah uh, i mean that's that's awesome but if i don't lose 50 pounds by next year i mean there's no real consequence but if i lose 40 mm-hmm. i mean i've still obtained something awesome right and i can reset my goal i want to lose 10 more pounds by the next year the next six months well it gets harder the more you lose i'm just using it as an analogy matt i'm sorry well i mean i've i've just lived that this out, so Replace and, and, replace the <clears throat> losing weight with your goal. Insert goal here. But I had that goal. What was like, your goal? No, like I, I had the same like getting physically fit goal. Right. And, yeah, I, yeah. and, and I hit it. You know? Lit- literally. Yeah. You literally had that goal. Yes. Yeah. I f- I'm figuratively speaking. Okay. Right. Well, I, we I, there's an episode I want to talk about all of it. Our goal with this episode is to confuse people beyond <laughs> all. Now, goal accomplished. No one knows what's going on. It's, it's always been inside a dream anyway. You were asleep the whole time. Right. And nothing is real. So you, you crashed a major spoiler in the last episode. You talking about we're Breaking Bad? Yeah. I almost... No, no, no. no. Cayman, my brother... Is the one that spoiled that by proxy? You did for everyone else listening, so I don't know. 
If they've not watched it by now, they really don't want to. I forget even where I was going with that, but um, I don't know. I, no, but so yeah, talking about benchmarks, like yeah, like I had some some very specific that was fitness so goals random. Um, to to get in better shape, and uh, and actually the guy that's going to travel with us to Bolivia, he kind of challenged me three years ago. Thing, a, yeah, Thane did on a, on a, a beehive trip to Southeast Asia. It was actually when the whole like the whole dream concept of cisterna was kind of materializing it was on that trip back in 2019 and he just looked at me one afternoon and he was like you know what we do matters too much to uh, not be our best mm. and man that stuck with me and uh so i came back from that and really started like and i thought about it in a very practical sense of like look you jump 11, 12 time zones, jet lag, all the other stuff. Like, if you're carrying extra weight on top of baggage, like, it makes it hard to be really effective. So I really started taking fitness seriously and and had goals in mind, and I've hit those goals and, and have been able to stay there. Um, but I want to come back and do a whole episode talking about that concept of, you know what we what we do matters too much not to be our best f- f- physical and metaphorical weight or yeah physical well physical fitness um but also other things like the other things that we have in our our spiritual lives as well like if we have things that are holding us back from being our best fathers husbands um you know spiritual leaders within our communities you know who we are as Christ's image bearers matters too much to not be at our best. And mm. and so like that, that whole concept. That's good. I internalized it first from a physical fitness perspective, but then have kind of expounded it into, you know, a filter that I look through a lot of other parts of my life. And so some of that I think gets harder to benchmark. Um, you know, I don't think anyone kind of goes out and says, well, I just want to be a better person, you know, <laughs> open-ended goal. What does that look like? Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that we could talk a whole lot more about that in particular of just, like, how do we how do we be the best that we can be as Christ's image bearers in all things, you know? Um, hmm. But, you know, that concept really kind of was the jump start and fueled kind of a, a, a physical fitness uh, change and paradigm for me. So, so there you have it. We'll come back to that. Okay. You want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. All right.